Hello and welcome back to another episode If You Want To Do What. Today we've got Mark on. Mark's a chef. Hi, Mark. Hi, how are you? I'm good, thank you. How are you? Good, not too bad. Good, good. Let's jump straight in there, Mark, shall we? Do you want to tell everyone a bit about what you do? Yeah, so I'm a technical advisor for um, a big uh, chocolate manufacturer called Barry Calibre um, for the UK. And how did you sort of get into that? Well, I've been a pastry chef all my life. So ever since I left school, um, I always knew that I wanted to work in sort of like the pastry area of the kitchen. Um, so I've always worked with chocolate all through my life, but um, always sort of like had that passion to really go for it mm-hmm. and to work in that industry. Um, so I went through, um, you know, through the kitchen, you know, through the different uh, rankings in the kitchens and then obviously up to um to being a chocolatier um for a couple of different companies and working for myself and then i got the opportunity to work with one of the biggest manufacturers in the world wow i mean that's kind of like a childhood dream isn't it it's a bit like you know charlie in the chocolate factory kind of dreams you get to work with chocolate all day amazing i know you know it's, it's absolutely fantastic and you get you know called you know willy wonka and the chocolate <laughs> man all the time um which is which is great and you know there's nothing better than to work with chocolate all day long so you started out as a pastry chef yeah that's correct yeah so it, it's good to start out as a pastry chef because you get to learn how to work with flavors um you know combinations of, of of textures flavors things like that so that always you know can help you in the chocolate industry as well um it's a great sort of base to start from and how did you get into that did you do a college course or did you go in and sort of an apprenticeship or what was the route into being a pastry chef yeah, so I did a, a two-year, um, uh, back back in the days, it was a, a BTEC National Diploma in Hotel and Catering. Mm-hmm. Um, so I did that. So that was basically all areas of like the hotel. So from front of house to, to back of house to kitchen. And then um, I decided I really wanted to sort of work in the pastry kitchen. So that's when I went on and did a level three in pastry. Um, so that's like the, the start of my career. And then you worked your way through the kind of kitchen landscape. Is that right? Yeah, so I, I, as soon as I left college, I went straight to London. I started at the, the Lanesborough and High Park Corner. Um, so basically <laughs> jumping straight into it, really, mm. um, with, you know, the long hours. Um, but I had the most amazing experience. You know, it's fantastic that the, 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 the things I learned from a very young age, um, you know, stood me in, in a good light for the rest of my life, really. Um, and then just, you know, leaving leaving the Lanesborough onto different hotels, different restaurants through my career, um, you know, going up the the levels um, to becoming a head pastry chef. I mean, it always looks brilliant fun whenever you see on things like MasterChef or things like that, but incredibly, um, not not stressful, but intense um, working those kind of kitchens. Did you find that? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. It's very, very intense um, all the time. Um, but I think I thrive on that tension and that excitement in a way of doing it and I've done lots of competitions as well so that's been very intense so I did a, a world uh, chocolate masters competition twice so represented the UK twice in oh, the wow world masters um so that was great and in 2009 I have to think back now it's a long time ago <laughs> um I was the seventh best chocolatier in the world wow that's um, pretty cool that's pretty cool yeah it's nice to nice to, to to say that and nice to um you know, to uh, to remember, obviously, all the things that we did. So showpieces, chocolates, you know, in an international competition was fantastic. So what, then, 
what made you kind of go, oh, I really just want to specialise in chocolate? I think it's, I get this question asked a lot and I, and I just, the passion for it is just immense for me. I just love chocolate, you know, not just to eat. Don't get me wrong. It's not just something I put in my mouth and just eat it and, <laughs> and that's it. I mean, it's great to do that. But um, I love the history of it. You know, not always a good history, but it's a history we need to sort of remember and reflect on. Um, also, um, you know, what we can do with it, you know, we can make a showpiece from it. You know, two metre high showpiece, we can make small little individual chocolates. We can make, you know, entremet gatos. We can add all types of different flavours to it to, and different. And there's all different types of chocolate as well. And it's just so exciting to you know, to work with fantastic ingredients. I guess to most people, you know, chocolate is your usual brand of chocolate, your specific bar you enjoy. Um, but it's a bigger, bigger world than that, isn't it? The world of chocolate. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. People don't realise, you know, it's not just Cadbury's and Galaxy out there. It's, you know, there's so much more to chocolate. There's so many independent little chocolate shops in this country that are even now making bean to bar. So they're actually buying their beans from, from, you know, Africa, Asia, and then making their own chocolate from scratch. And it's fantastic that they do that. And it's it's great. They get some really nice, interesting flavours um, to their chocolate. And for you, is there a specific sort of country or a specific place that makes the best chocolate for you? Uh, yeah, that's a difficult question as well, because there's so many good countries and so many different types of, of beans out there that, you know, obviously make the chocolate um yeah I don't really have a favorite chocolate everybody said to me what's your favorite chocolate or you know what's your favorite you know area and it's, it's really difficult because there's so many different areas that make such good chocolate mm. you know and it's what you do with those beans as well you can you can buy a bean a really good bean but not actually make the chocolate very well or you can buy the same bean and actually if you know the right process you can make a really nice chocolate so a lot of it's down to how it's you know manufactured how it's made not just you know the bean itself and and you uh, were on the professional bake-off is that right that's correct yeah so in 2016 I was um sort of like uh looking on the online and this advert came up for to be on the show and I was like I'd done lots of competitions obviously before so I was quite used to it and I thought oh this might be quite interesting to do I'm sure it'd be very easy it's not going to be that hard um more for me to be honest yeah <laughs> it was it was very hard but luckily I had um Helen and Sam in my team so two sort of almost ex-students you know that have gone on to do fantastic things that you know um, joined my team and yeah we went on to to win the first um series of it I mean that must have been an incredible experience you know incredibly stressful but um but very rewarding yeah, I mean, very stressful, you know, um, even doing a world competition, which we have, we had like a whole year to practice for. Um, I mean, that was, you know, nerve wracking enough. But yeah, doing this a TV show is completely different. You know, it's the whole, you know, stress of, of, you know, the timings and very short filming. Um, so yeah, it was probably more stressful than the World Chocolate Masters, I'd say. Really? Wow. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that, not that's... trying to put anybody else do, off doing it. And there's <laughs> plenty of people that have done it now. Um, but I, I, you know, like look back at it now and it was such a great experience. And I am so glad that I did the show. Um, yeah. It's, it, yeah, it was fantastic. Let's get stuck into sort of 
how you actually become a chocolatier is it an official title is there something you have to do to get that or is it just if you really specialize in in chocolate yeah i mean there's no real sort of like a degree or anything like that to say you're a chocolatier you know is i think it's it's having the passion it's it's you know going to learn going on classes you know looking at demos and and just sort of like um practicing is the is the is the key and then obviously you know once you're good enough and and you feel that you, you you're capable of enough of of doing a good job then yeah i mean call yourself a, a chocolatier is 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 great i mean that's what we do and that's what we need more people doing is, is there a sorry is there a, a bit of a shortage of chocolatiers then um i think through the pandemic a lot of people have been sort of like diving into it which has been fantastic i mean we've had great response to some some of our live um demos that we've been doing um and people really sort of like looking to change career and 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 going into chocolate um because they have a passion as well for it some of the art that's made out of chocolate is absolutely incredible you almost you you don't you i would be scared to make that out of plastic and steel with machines (laughs) yeah i mean you know doing a two meter high showpiece is is uh it's it's pretty tricky yeah i mean you've got to get it's almost like the engineering as well because it's all about weight you can't have really heavy stuff at the top but you have to have a heavy stuff at the bottom you know and it's 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 got to be you know evenly uh proportioned the weight of the showpiece as well if not it's going to collapse is there a balance of being a chocolatier where you create these incredible showpieces but on the other side you've got to make these delicate incredible chocolate flavors that just are insane and out of this world it's kind of quite a big difference between the two but the sort of the same thing at the same time yeah yeah no you're right i mean you know flavor is a is a key thing you know we all love to look at things and you know be wowed by looking at a showpiece but you know having a chocolate there that actually tastes good as well is really important so having a good background in sort of flavor profile that type of thing as well is, is the type of thing that you need to sort of go with, um, you know, being a chocolatier, you know, you need to be arty, but you also need that, you know, that flavor sort of um, taste, you know, flavored sort of profile in a sense, you know, to, to know that to, to, to become a good chocolatier. So let's talk about what you're currently doing, your current role, which sounds really interesting, but can you tell us a bit more about it? Yeah. So um, yeah. So uh, technical advisor. So, Basically, now what I do is um, I work for a, a big manufacturer called Barry Caliber. It's a worldwide company with the biggest producer of chocolate in the world. But no one's really heard of us because we make chocolate for a lot of those companies that you have heard of. Um, OK, so um, what we do in the academy is, is we teach. So we teach anybody from, um, you know, I hate to say, it, but sort of housewife right through to professional chef. Um, and we also work with. Um, big manufacturers um, in product development and um, we work with um, big you know supermarkets we work with with all of them really um, to produce like the next the next big thing I think um, chocolate in my opinion was one of the first to sort of embrace doing things like fair trade and that's obviously uh, from what I remember it was one of the first to, to start having that impact how have you sort of seen that develop over your time in the industry oh yeah i mean you know fair trade chocolate you know um slave free chocolate all of that you know it's 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 a big thing it's a big 
part of our company and the sustainability of chocolate as well is really big at the moment so we're trying to do you know everything we can to support all of that um and and also um we've got a, a new chocolate coming out which is called whole fruit so now we're taking more of the of the actual fruit of the chocolate to actually you know so we're not using cane sugar now to to sweeten the chocolate we're actually using the the flesh from the inside the beans it's quite oh, wow. sweet and we're drying that in a sense making into it and then we're adding that back into the chocolate so there's no added sugar to the chocolate all the sweetness is coming from the fruit itself so it you know we're trying to use more of more of the fruit not you know wasting anything um and actually it was it was a, we had a big launch of it yesterday um which was fantastic and that's we you know we see it as the future of chocolate you know you know less sugar yeah. you know reducing the sugar you know, using more of the fruit, you know, using the husk, you know, using the, all this this pulp juice that we can get from the pot, um, the pot as well. I think as well, the other movement um, is obviously the uh, veganism and people not wanting to have those dairy products. Have you seen that in the last few years change um, how the industry is working around chocolate as well? Yeah, I mean, in this country, it's we're way ahead of a lot of other countries, to be honest, in Europe. So, you know, we're, we're crying out for... Um, for these dairy-free chocolates and we, we've got some coming out this year through for our company um but yeah we we do lots of demos on on uh on vegan so because a lot of chef wants you know wants to learn more about you know vegan dairy-free chocolate you know how they can make you know nice desserts using um you know a, a nice milk chocolate but obviously they can't at the moment because there there's not many around but you know we're there to sort of get them enthusiastic about making really nice desserts and very similar desserts they make already just by replacing it with with the different um chocolates so what's your job like on a daily basis what's some of the tasks you're doing so you know we 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 roll up in the morning and first thing we always do is have a coffee um that's the most important thing in the morning (laughs) is the coffee um and then you know we, we we see what meetings we've got we have a lot of meetings throughout the day and that could be anything from talking to um a chocolatier talking to a, a, a chef to talking to a big manufacturer um, of, of how we can help them. You know, we get a lot of emails with people having problems with, 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 you know, tempering with, with the chocolates, that's getting the right crystal structure right in the chocolate. So we, you know, we have to answer all their questions and, you know, we do a lot of product development um, for the, for the big customers. So that's sort of like one of our main, main jobs that we do, but every day is different really, to be honest, we, we do live demos. So, um we've been doing that over sort of the covid period just to keep people you know enthusiastic in the in the chocolate industry while we can't do any sort of live classes so yeah it's every day is very different and that's what's so exciting about it that's why i love it um it does it sounds like a great job you know if you love chocolate what what a place to be yeah and the thing is you know everybody goes oh it must be a great job you must eat it all day long no you don't (laughs) No, you really don't. It's you know you eat little bits here and there because obviously you have to taste things. But yeah, it's like anybody. Um, you know, wherever you work, you know, if it's a food manufacturer, the last thing you want to do is is go home and eat more more of it. <laughs> <laughs> and so, for you, what would be some personality traits that you see in yourself that you think have helped you thrive in this uh, this industry? Um, I think um, you know, uh, passion um, is a key you know dedication to my to my trade and you know learning as well and not you know learning learning from anybody and I, and I always say now you know even though I've done 
you know world competitions i've done tv stuff and things like that you never stop learning and that's what's great about this job is you, you never stop learning and you can always learn from someone and i'm i'm always you know the first person to say oh my god i can't believe i just learned that today you know and it could be just someone has just done a thing on on uh on instagram and and basically you know like, oh my god that's a really good idea and they could not be a professional at all but it may be something new that they've sort of just thought of and, and that's what i love about social media and you know about learning and you know and we're there to learn and then to pass to pass on those traits to everybody else as well you know i'm not one of those chefs that keeps everything secret you know and takes it to my grave i want to tell everybody about it because you know it's it's the next generation that's um coming through that we need to sort of you know give passion to about the job so they end up coming into the career and what for you would be some of the biggest opportunities you've had out of this career? I mean, we or I was watching James Martin um, and I saw you on there um, mm-hmm. and, and yeah, hence I reached out. But I mean, there must be some really cool opportunities you, you've had in this career. Yeah, I mean, doing the TV stuff has been great for my career, you know, especially doing the Bake Off. That's been been fantastic, you know, and even doing the, the World Chocolate Master has been even, even better. So, you, you know, getting recognised by people, you know, and that sort of goes from one thing to another you know meeting famous chefs and they remember you and you know and inviting them onto the show like James does which is fantastic you know and gets your name out there even more which is yeah it's it's, it's brilliant and on the other side of that what would be some uh, less favorable aspects of this industry <laughs> um yeah I mean hours can be long um I'm not shying away from that at all especially at the beginning of your career um you know even now I work long hours um but it, it never seems because I'm so passionate about it and and I just love my job I just don't really think about it in a sense you know because every day is different like I said and you know I love what I do and if I could work 24 hours I probably would <laughs> <laughs> and what's something that's not in the job description but you have to deal with every now and again oh <laughs> yeah I was thinking about this question it's it's uh it's a, a very good question. Yeah, I mean, I would probably say, you know, recently, you know, it's things like um, DIY, things like that. So, you know, things break down in the academy and, you know, we have to sort of like fix things there and then. And recently by by having all the new camera equipment where, you know, I've been a chef. I don't know how to film things. I don't know how to record things. So we've had to learn like all of that from from the beginning. So those things are, have been uh have been good and it's been good to learn them as well and we can see them continuing on through the years now and how does somebody begin to progress so you you mentioned your career you know you started out as a pastry chef and then you started to specialize in in chocolate but is that a good progression route is that something you'd recommend yeah i mean lots of people do it different ways but you know i think it's good to to go to college and get some sort of like career you know certification from it you know it's good to sort of learn the basics um and then you know don't try and get there too quickly you know learn learn things slowly you know slowly or you know it took me you know years to to get where I am now and you know and that's the best thing because I want to learn everything as well I want to be the best I want to learn all those different techniques and you know I think that's a a, a good way to actually progress um, in this um, career um, is to never stop learning and sort of like start off slowly, start in hotels, which is really good. 
um, because you get to learn lots of different things in the pastry kitchen in a hotel, different to a restaurant. Um, and then just going up the levels, you know, moving around as well to different hotels, different restaurants, um, seeing how they do things, learn from the from the head pastry chef. And then you learn, you know, which recipes you want to take on. And then it's when you become head pastry chef, then you, you know, have the control of of doing um, your own desserts, um, which is fantastic. So, you know, gradually getting there is probably the best way to, to do it. If somebody's listening to this and they're interested in either being a pastry chef or a chocolatier, what's some things or some skills that you would recommend they go away and start trying to develop? So the, the most important thing for a chocolatier is, is to learn how to temper chocolate. Um, this is the question we get asked every single day and everybody has problems with it. Um, I mean, I look at it now and it's fairly, it's easy. I always say, oh, it's really easy to temper chocolate, but I know that it's more of a bit of a science behind it. Mm. It's all about getting that crystal structure right in the chocolate. So it sets, you get that nice shine and that nice snap to the chocolate. So that's the key thing is to learn how to do that, um, especially being a, a chocolatier, um, is to learn how to temper chocolate. And then everything else is, and I say it again, fairly easy. But getting that chocolate right, getting how, how to call the chocolate right and things like that is key. And in, a, in a, being a pastry chef, you know, just learning anything, learning recipes, you know, making stuff at home, you know, just make different recipes and learn how, you know, you do the basic sponges, you know, you know, there's hundreds of different ways of making a sponge. And, you know, try and learn like as many as you can, because they're always crop up in the years in your in your career but it's just good to learn straight away different techniques baking um pastries especially how much of it is a balance between science and sort of feel like it's one of those things where you you could potentially um put everything to like a decimal point of you do this (laughs) and you get it right but then i'm pretty sure majority of top pastry chefs are probably they just know by this point yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, weighing is really important. You know, it doesn't matter how good you are. If you haven't weighed it properly, then obviously it's not going to work. And, you know, you you know, I always say to people, yeah, you know, two, three grams out don't really matter. You know, I know some people will say different to that. but <laughs> it, Life's too short, you know. <laughs> so, um, yeah, so um, so weighing is really important. And Phil, you know, you get to learn how 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 you know how a mixture should fill as well and that all comes with practice that one so weighing is fairly easy because obviously it's standard on a scales but learning how something should be like when someone says you know can you semi whip that cream for me you know well how long is that on the mixer and i need to you know how long is it well it's just semi whipped but that's what you've got to learn is what is semi whipped yeah. does that mean so and it, that is a lot about texture so feeling with the whisk what semi-whipped is to you know full whipped in a sense so this is a terrible cliche question i'm sure everybody asks you this but um what dessert would you be making if you could make any dessert that was chocolate based oh is it chocolate based um so what dessert would i i would probably i really like a chocolate fondant i know it's really boring but i love you know the intense chocolate flavor you get from mm. a hot chocolate fondant with a nice gooey center with just classic vanilla ice cream that goes yes. with it <laughs> fantastic. absolutely fantastic yeah and uh would you still go into this industry knowing everything you know now 
yeah i think i would go into this industry you know um i think um it's getting more exciting um i think things are changing in this industry for the better you know um like i said before with sustainability you know the dairy free this whole fruit chocolate you know it's a very exciting time to be in this industry because things are changing um very quickly um at the moment and um it's very exciting and yeah i'd, I'd never never do anything else i don't think well thank you so much for taking the time to come on mark it's been uh, really interesting to hear about uh, a real life willy wonka <laughs> <laughs> thank you very much thank you and uh where can people find you if they want to reach out and find what you're up to um, so they can uh, reach out for us on the Academy website. So that's the UK Chocolate Academy website um, and on um, our Instagram as well. And they can see all the live classes. They're all free as well. All our live classes are free. So they can just register and they can just download all the classes we've done before Christmas um, and get sort of like a, a bit of passion and a bit of sort of training from that. Awesome. Well, thank you. It's been an absolute pleasure. No worries. Thank you.